Tuesday, guys. What's up? Welcome in to another episode of the Daily Juice Podcast with me, Matt Peralt at Sports Talk Matt to follow me across all socials after a down 1.1 unit Monday losing night last night. Boy, people get angry when they come on. You're like, Matt, you come on and you cry. So I'm not going to cry about what happened last night. I just need to point something out really fast. Okay, so it was not a good night for the trends. The Bruins... I said it last night. The Boston Bruins was going to be a major test for the Winnipeg Jets trend. Boston scored two goals in the first period, four goals for the game, won the game four to one. Amazingly enough, it stayed under, which keeps this like Jets trend of going under alive, which we should probably jump on the full game now. Forget the team total under and just start looking at the games going under. But that was a big fear. And I told you. I could have lost three bets in the first three minutes or the first period. And I did <laughs> gift. No under the first period. No game team total Bruins. No, luckily only one beneficial, but that North Carolina, correct. No trend there. Just a handicap. And then Stony Brook game was on TV. I actually wish it was not on TV because it being on TV caused it to be a really big problem. So let's just paint the picture. If you missed out, if you bet this and just watched it and didn't bet it, Stony Brook was down two points with 44 seconds to go. There's no need to foul. You just play it out. If they score, fine. But you're gonna, you get the ball back. If they miss, you have a chance to either win the game with a three or tie the game and have a potential to go to overtime. They fouled a 95% shooter for Hofstra. 95% free throw shooter. That was horrific. So that was your first, like, what are we doing moment? Hit both free throws. So you're down four, right? Down four with 40 seconds to go. They took a three from NBA range that was contested that hit the side of the backboard, and that's it. <laughs> I was like, um, you didn't need to take that shot. Then, on top of that, they got the rebound. <laughs> It went out of bounds. It was their ball. They got the ball back down four and they jacked a corner three. That was like completely impossible Like not go to the basket <laughs> corner three. Like this coaching job was so bad. It was almost like the kid was the kids are being coached to lose. It's like no discipline, no strategy. It made no sense. So then they hit two free throws and they're up by six. They shot another corner three that made no sense. Ball doesn't go in. They foul again. Kid hits uh, one of two. And they come down and hit a three and lose by six. <laughs> like plus four was what we were on. Th that was unbelievable to me. So like when people say that plus four was the right side, that's what they mean. They mean that the handicap, the entire game was right. And then something very fluky happened. It's oftentimes it's, it's whining. I'm not going to debate that. It's like, did it win? No. Did it lose? Yes. So it's a loss, right? Absolutely. But more often than not, if we're on that side and that's how the game plays out all the way to the 44 second mark, we're going to cash more often than not. So the handicap was right. The side was right. 
the decision-making, the coaching, and everything else that happened in the last 44 seconds, it just melted the night. So down 1.1 units. Three college basketball bets tonight that I'm going to tell you about here in just one second. But first, OmahaStakes.com. You're going to go to the custom URL for us here with the juice. That is www.OmahaStakes.com slash juice. That's how you get to the offer, which is four free chicken breasts and four free pork chops with a order Minimum purchase may be required at omahasteaks.com. It's a lot of food added to already the lot of food you're going to order from omahasteaks.com. www.omahasteaks.com slash juice. Take it in and get the customized order from us here with betting pros and omahasteaks.com. Okay. I have one bet that I was going to make anyway that actually factors into the trend. Now, somebody in the comment section said, Matt, you haven't exactly been killing it with this trend that you found. I went back and looked. It's a fair point. Okay. Some of the bets I've been making that haven't been, that haven't been official have come in, but for the official plays after last night, we're seven, six, and one, seven, six, and one for the plays I have used this formula that I found myself. So that's not great, right? That's barely maybe over the juice, but not really. It's like, you know, probably like we're up like 0. 0.7, 0. 0.8, like barely up. If, if anything, we're up. My personal plays, everything, I went and looked at it. I'm nine, seven in one. Again, profitable, but not like tremendously profitable. So I think it's time we did the experiment. It was fun. Let's use it. Okay. But let's not follow it blindly. Let's use other handicapping principles and let's just kind of, it was fun to try it out and see what happened. Much like the Jets bet, right? It was fun to try it out to see what's happening. I'll come back with one more. I said I'd do it three times. We're one and one doing it for the Jets team total opponent under. So the Bruins were the fear. So maybe the next game will go under easily, but we'll bet that next time for the Jets. But I'm not going to bet hockey tonight, at least not officially. I may bet some personal stuff, but not officially. Here are the three plays. I'll give you the play that actually fits the the trend. And I wasn't even trying to bet the trend. But BYU is at home against number two, Houston. Right? They're ranked number two now, right? Houston is. Or is it higher than that? Uh, BYU is hosting four. Number four, Houston. BYU lost their last game on the road to Texas Tech, 85-78. They come back home. They are three-point dogs tonight. Now, Ken Palm has this as a three-point win for Houston. Here's the problem. Houston and BYU are very similar. This game is probably going to go under, but the opener was 135.5 from a total perspective, and the first move was over to 136. That concerned me a little bit. That gave me pause. I was like, okay, Maybe they think there's going to be more offense in this game. This is the number one ranked efficient defense in college basketball. The number one ranked effective field goal percentage in college basketball. The number eight ranked three-point defense team in college basketball. The number one two-point defensive team in college basketball. And a team that is extremely difficult to score on. But BYU... Is number 20 in that category for effect for efficiency defensively, 17th in field goal percentage, 14th in three-point percentage, and 51st in two-point percentage. That's not bad. Okay. BYU is not going to get manhandled here. We know what it's like to play at Provo. We know what the Marriott Center is going to be like tonight. They're going to be bumping for the number four team, number one team on Ken Palm to go in there. 
So what has happened previously? You start looking at the numbers for BYU and Houston, and it's pretty interesting. ATS-wise, BYU is 9-2 and two at home. 9-2. and two. Now, they're 1-4 in the Big 12. That's not great, okay? And they're 1-4 over the last five games. That's not great. But Houston's 2-5 ATS on the road. They're great at home, but they're not great on the road. Against TCU on the road, they lost the last game by one. Against Iowa State in the last game, they lost it by four. They were favored by three and two and a half in both those games. Neutral court against Texas A&M, lost the game by four. On the road to Xavier, laying eight and a half. They won by six. They didn't cover. The games they have covered, those are games on neutral courts. But you look at the road game in TCU, the road game against Iowa State, and the road game against Xavier, the three true road games this year for Houston, they're 0 for 3 ATS. They haven't covered yet. At home for BYU, huge win over Iowa State, laying for 1 by 15. Same Iowa State team that beat Houston. Similar style, Iowa State and BYU. Similar style, Iowa State, Houston. Houston versus BYU. Again, Cincinnati was the worst game of the year for them in the home game before the Iowa State loss. They were laying 10. They lost by 11 against Wyoming. They led 19. They laid 19. They won by 26. They've only played one game in the Big 12 so far this year. That was the home game against Iowa State. The other three games have been on the road. Baylor lost by nine. UCF lost by five. And Texas Tech lost by seven. BYU needs this game. Incredible atmosphere. Houston and BYU haven't played all that much as far as I can tell in their history. Give me the home dog. I'm taking BYU plus three. I would have bet it anyway, but this comes into play with the trend. It factors into the team and conference play, losing on the road, coming back home as a dog. Let's see how the trend plays out here with one of the bigger games on the night. BYU plus three at home against Houston. Let's go to South Carolina hosting Kentucky. This game is not part of the trend. However, it's a home dog plus five. According to Ken Palm, Ken Palm has this as a three point win for BYU. The number, sorry, for South Carolina first, sorry, three point for Kentucky plus five for South Carolina is the current number. Kentucky is the opposite of Houston. They are all offense. Kentucky is the fourth most efficient offense in college basketball. Kentucky is third in ineffective field goal percentage. Kentucky is seventh in three-point percentage. They are 19th in two-point percentage. They are really, really hard to stop on the offensive end. 33% of the points come from behind the arc. 49% of the points come inside the arc. Just 16% of their points come in from the foul line. Now, on the flip side... South Carolina's defense is really their calling card. They are 34th in effective field goal percentage, 65th in adjusted efficiency. They're 150th in three-point defense, which is not good, but they're 21st in two-point percentage. That's pretty good because they only give up 27% of the points from behind the three-point line, far less than what Kentucky gets. 52% of the points they give up are inside the two-point, inside the, the arc at 52%. But they have a chance to really do a good job here, slowing the game down and grinding it and using the home crowd. 
using the Gamecock home crowd. This place has been a little bit of a house of horrors so far for Kentucky. Last year, Kentucky was laying 10 points on the road. Well, let's see. They didn't play here. In tw- it, was, it was in February of 22. So that was two years ago, right? That wasn't last year, right? Because it would have been February of 23. So they didn't play there last year. But two years ago, it was a 10-point spread. K- uh, UK won by 10. Two times before that, in 2020 and 2018, Kentucky lost the game outright. 81-78. In 76, 68. Now that has no real bearing. Okay. I only use that for historical because no one on the Kentucky team was part of those losses. I'm not trying to say that. It's just always fun to kind of look at the fact that Kentucky is 0-3 ATS in their last three trips to South Carolina. Historically speaking, some gyms are just really hard to play against, and some gyms you just stink at. The big fear factor here is that Kentucky is 5-1 away from home. But let's dig a little deeper here into that number for Kentucky being 5-1 on the road. Against A&M, they were three-point dogs. They lost the game outright. That was their last road game. They went to Florida. They caught three and a half or they're they're catching three and a half. They won the game by two. Okay. So they won and they covered in that game against Louisville. Who's horrible laying 14. They won by 19, but that's it for Kentucky. They've played three games on the road so far this year, Louisville, Florida, and Texas A&M. They won two of them and lost their last one. So they're not exactly road tested. Okay, this is a team that's going to go into sort of a buzzsaw. South Carolina in their last game at home lost to Georgia. They're going to be fired up and angry about that loss at home. Lost by five. They went on the road to Arkansas. They were three point dogs. They won by 13. They beat Missouri on the road. They got killed against Alabama on the road. Then they beat Mississippi State at home as three-point dogs. They won by six. That's the last time they were home. And underdogs, like tonight, they're five-point dogs to Kentucky. Again, this is a bit of a scary bet, but Kempom has this as a three-point win for Kentucky. And I think we're getting value of five points with a home dog and a chance to let history kind of play out here. Slow pace for South Carolina. They are not going to run, run, run. This is not going to, I mean, they're going to take the air out of the ball in a big time way. They're not going to want to play fast at all. This team is 348th in tempo. Okay. 348th. Kentucky is 10th. Okay. So on the road against a team that's going to play a very frustrating style, we'll see how Kentucky handles that. They may panic a little bit here. The Wildcats outscore their team. They don't play defense. Rebounding has to be monster tonight for South Carolina. They've got to hit their free throws. They've got to do a good job of protecting the home court and riding the home court. The public and everybody else will bet Kentucky. I got five. You guys might get even more than that, but I got five. I'm taking Kentucky plus, sorry, South Carolina plus five at home against Kentucky. BYU plus three, South Carolina plus five. What's the third play? The third play is a fade on a team that beat a top five team that had absolutely no business doing it. Kansas lost to West Virginia. How? I have absolutely no idea how that happened, but it happened. West Virginia on the road this year is one in five ATS. 
but at home, they somehow beat KU in their last game. They're seven and 11 ATS. They're two and three in the big 12, but this is a central Florida team that is eight and three at home ATS. The number is seven and a half. They've covered four, four games in a row, including at Houston, at Texas, home for BYU and home for Kansas, where they lost, they won by five. They also beat Kansas by five. That was the first, like, what are we doing? Kansas type of game. But you look at West Virginia, and this is much like when we faded Nebraska when they beat Purdue. When you get the biggest win of the year, when you get a win, and when things have been going really crappy and you've been circling the drain, you get all big men on campus and you feel like everything is great and you've got some swagger back and you don't feel like you're the laughing stock anymore and you've got a chance to go out there and play basketball again because everything's right. You beat Kansas. What is Central Florida going to do? Come on. They're not going to be able to touch us. Look what we're doing. We're going to walk in there, walk on the road and get a much, you know, an easy victory. Kempom has this as a nine point win for UCF. The number is seven and a half. I'm fading West Virginia again. I think this is strictly just a great spot to fade West Virginia on the road this year. They've lost to Oklahoma. They've lost to Houston badly to Houston, 89-55 and 77-63 in the two games in the Big 12 on the road this year. They got housed. They beat Texas at home. They beat Kansas at home. They righted the ship a little bit, but away from home, I don't think so. Laid the seven and a half. Central Florida, minus seven and a half at home against West Virginia. Okay, three games we're betting today, all in college basketball. Look, it's the time of the year that I do look to heavily bet college hoops. I know you guys love hockey. I know a lot of you guys do really enjoy betting other sports. The NBA may be your, you know, your wheelhouse. College basketball is just what I'm more comfortable betting. I feel more confident and more comfortable. I like it more. So I'll be betting college basketball for a lot of times here. We'll get back into the NBA probably on Friday. College, we'll get into the NHL for sure. I'm watching. I'm doing some personal personal bets, trying to get my feel back and my handle on the NHL. We'll get back to betting hockey at some point, maybe tomorrow here on the show, on the show, on the show. But for now, three bets for us here, all in college basketball on a Tuesday. We're going BYU plus three, South Carolina plus five, and Central Florida minus seven and a half here, all for 1.1 units. My name is Matt Peralt. You guys can follow me across all socials at Sports Talk Matt every single morning. The Daily Juice podcast is being brought to you by OmahaStakes.com. Mm-hmm.